Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday, June 2nd. I am Coach, actually Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. <laughs> Can you tell I haven't been on here in a while, Andrew? Yeah, not since the Cowboys podcast. I know, man. And uh, But I'm very excited to be here tonight with my partner in crime here, Mr. Language Olympic here, Andrew Hansen. So, it's great to be back. I guess you can call me Joe now since I screwed up the whole coach thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got options now. <laughs> yes, definitely. But it's an extremely exciting uh, night, man. It's it, you know we were talking a little a little bit about it before we came on, and uh, just a whole new uh, situation for DFS Coach Talk. You know, as things uh, as we start to get closer and closer to the uh, pro US pro sports coming back. Uh, we're certainly really ratcheting things up here at DFS Coach Talk. So I'm just, you know, I know I've only been on one podcast in the last month. So uh, it's been a while. So I, I want to just give a quick shout out uh, to uh, our whole team. I mean, the team that we have here at, at uh, DFS Coach Podcast with, with Brett and Layton behind the scenes and uh, obviously Andrew and Mike Santino uh, Shane and uh, I think that's all of us, right? And yep. yeah, we're just uh, everybody's working hard. You know, we're we're uh, really excited to see. You know that even though sports have been gone and you know we've been filling in with different things, we've we've continued our seven day a week podcast schedule. We put uh, if you haven't had a chance uh, to check, you know, you can look on uh, YouTube, DFS Coach Talk and. You'll see the entire litany of NFL, NBA, and MLB podcasts on there. And it's for the upcoming season. So as our buddy Micah Potry would say, they're evergreen because they're at least until this season gets rocking and rolling in all those sports because uh, they're, you know, we, we've taken the time uh, in this down period uh, to our advantage and really uh, dove into each team in each main sport and tried to to give the whole take on what it's going to look like in this upcoming season for DFS for those teams. So I would strongly encourage uh, taking a listen to those uh, when you have an opportunity, because as we know, Andrew, we talk about it all the time. I mean, we're down to four or five weeks now uh, to, you know, NBA and MLB uh, really jumping back in maybe six weeks. But uh, you know, once those two start going, uh, you know, It'll be super quick, and then the NFL's going. So, you know, talk about zero to 100. Uh, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. So just wanted to give a quick shout-out to the, the whole team at DFS Coach Talk because, uh, you know, we, as everybody knows here, our members have been fantastic. We've done a lot of contests on the site. Uh, it's been a blast. Everybody stayed in contact, you know, through this epidemic and now through all this civil unrest and you know, God bless our country. I mean, we, we have never seen the stuff that we're going through now, uh, and we certainly don't take light of any of those things. But, you know, we enjoy being able to be a distraction uh, from everything that's going on uh, here at DFS Coach Talk. So, you know, we know, we know that, you know, we're just a fly on the in the flying around compared to everything that's going on in the world. But, uh, you know, we all need distractions. We all need to you know, those of us that love sports and love DFS, uh, it's such a great escape uh, from some of the things that are going on. But one thing we do know, 
and I wanted to mention this before we get started as well, Andrew, is we're going to come through this. You know, I put out uh, uh, something in our coaches chat with our, our seven teammates on there. And, and you know, it's a, it is a dark time. But, you know, one thing we are in this country is resilient. We'll come through this. You know, the sports are a little jacked up the way they're going to have shortened seasons and, you know, play in games and some teams are going to get, you know, all of that stuff is going to be awkward this first year. But the bottom line is sports will be back. uh, DFS will be back and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it as we uh, get back to normalization in this world. So I just wanted to say that just in the fact that, you know, in lieu of everything going on, we're certainly aware of it. And, you know, we're all very supportive of of just everything uh, healing and getting back to normal uh, in this country. So wanted to share that for a minute because I know we've been busy on these podcasts and, you know, have not really alluded to that. So um, also uh, huge news, as you know, we have two big announcements today. We've uh, brought on two affiliate sponsors and I know, Andrew, uh, you know, we've been working our tails off behind the scenes to get all of this stuff organized and ready to go. But uh, we are partnering with TVG, which is where the world goes to watch horse racing. I mean, it is the, the best horse racing uh, information, content, website, TV, any, everything you can get. And uh, uh, we're very, very excited uh, for having them on as a sponsor. And uh, they, we have a specific $300, $300 risk-free bet that you can only get at TVG through DFS Coach Talk. So that's super exciting. So uh, that is something that we're putting all over our website and all over uh, social media. And uh, today we, we launched that. So that's a huge thing for us. And we, we just love uh, the TVG uh, team and we're glad to be part of it. Also, BetUS. Uh, BetUS, I've been uh, there for like literally 12, 13 years. I've been playing with BetUS, and they've always been very reputable. Uh, they do a great job. Their payouts, everything they do is, is top-notch. And, you know, when, when we had the opportunity to bring them on uh, as a sponsor and be part of the BetUS team, uh, we definitely jumped at it. So, uh, we just finalized that, and uh, we'll be announcing next week some similar promos. Uh, uh, they're really exciting, like TVG is doing, um, that we can bring just to our members. So for right now, we do have a link on our website where you go to DFS Coach Talk. You can sign up for TVG or uh, BetUS, and uh, you'll be getting those special offers that are only offered uh, to DFS Coach Talk members. So how exciting is that, Andrew? Yeah, it's good stuff. It's been a lot of fun here. For those of us, for, for those of you who are new to the program, we launched in February. So it, uh, you know, we're new and growing and it's an ex- exciting year, very difficult time for all of us. And I, I want to follow up on what you, you mentioned earlier about the situation in the country. Richard Sherman from the 49ers had a really nice comment today talking about you know, how important sports is where you get on a team and it doesn't matter what race you are, where you come from, anything about your background. You're part of a team, you're part of a family, and all those labels go away. And I think sports, you know, it teaches us so much about teamwork, 
leadership, respecting authority. And I just thought it was a great quote. Uh, it's, it's something that I've always felt and it's important to me. It's one of the reasons why sports are so important to me, uh, because you treat everybody the same when you're, when you're on a team. I know you feel the same way as a, as a longtime coach. Uh, and so I wanted to mention that. And uh, we'll talk some more about the KBO um, and the importance of that to us uh, and, and to everybody who's enjoying it as, as entertainment. But, yeah, in terms of the DFS coach talk stuff, like you mentioned earlier, what we're trying to do here is provide an escape. We know that, you know, there's not much out there for entertainment. And so as we try to connect everybody to sports in the in the in the DFS context, uh, it's an exciting time for us. It really is. And, you know, you alluded to the DFS coach talk uh, kicking off and uh, believe it or not, somehow, some way we managed to kick off three weeks and two days before sports shut down. <laughs> so, you know, it was unfortunate, but I'll tell you, it did give us, you know, those 23 days. And maybe that's a, an omen that it was 23 days with Michael Jordan's uh, number, but it was a great period for us. We did NBA and we were 75% uh, winner uh, in our lineups we were providing. And so, you know, there was a ton of momentum. Everything was happening at once. And, uh, you know, maybe it was all happening too fast. So, you know, this gave us a chance to to really get organized in the background, get a few uh, strong sponsors associated, uh, you know, with us to help us grow. And, uh, you know, it's so everything happens for a reason. Uh, we're excited that we got off to a great start and we feel like we haven't missed a beat. So we're going to ride out these next six weeks or whatever until sports, U.S. sports are back. And we're going to be providing for KBO. And since this is a day of first with everything else, this is also our first official KBO podcast. Um, we also are going to provide for PGA. Uh, Andrew and I will be doing a Wednesday podcast uh, for those tournaments that actually kick off a week from uh, tomorrow, this Thursday here right down the road from me in Fort Worth, Texas. And we'll be providing uh, lineups and discussion and podcasts and content for PGA as well. So we'll ride the P uh, KBO and uh, PGA train until we get back to our main sports. And then once we can focus back in, hopefully again in August uh, with all the sports in September as NFL comes back, uh, we'll focus with our pros. We have uh, six pros, uh, two that concentrate on basketball, baseball, and football. So those are the sports. We want to be the best of the best at what we do. Um, and in the interim, you know, we didn't see this, this uh, shutdown coming. No one in the world did. But uh, we've not only taken the opportunity to build a real strong vault of content for those three main sports in our podcasts, uh, and you can go to YouTube anytime, by the way, DFS Coach Talk, and you can look, listen in or watch any of those podcasts uh, at, at any time. And, you know, we've used that time to do that and then, you know, build some some new things with KBO and uh, PGA. And Andrew and I were talking, we've had a blast with KBO. It is, you know, the, I, if, if we would have done this podcast the very first night we did KBO, we couldn't pronounce anybody's name. We couldn't even pronounce the team names. We were spelling stuff to each other. So, you know, the, to go from that to feeling like we have a, 
a fairly good handle on KBO. I mean, you know, let's face it. If anybody tells you they're a KBO expert, you're going to have to scratch your head because none of us sort of followed anything with KBO. I knew uh, Eric Thames played there uh, before, but that was about the end of that. But, uh, you know, now that, that that's been our only go-to thing, we've all grown with it. So, And you've been fantastic, man. You've just crushed KBO. And I know you, you wanted to make a few comments about just, you know, how fun it's been and how much we've been able to embrace it and how it's filled such a great role for us at DFS, Coach Talk, and I think for sports in general. Yeah, and to, to be honest, the last few years, because I've been focusing on NBA and NFL DFS more, the sport that's gone by the wayside is Major League Baseball. And I'm a lifelong baseball fan. I played it in college. I played it for three years after college in independent professional leagues. So I love the game, but you know I've sort of drifted away from it. And to be honest, the, the the KBO, the Korea Baseball Organization, has helped bring the love of baseball back to me because it's it's in a time when we really needed sports, and it's um, it's the it's basically the only ball game out there. And it's it's some you know it's not at the level of Major League Baseball, but there's a lot of very good players there. You can tell the the pride, the enthusiasm. And, you know, it's sort of like back to the love of the game because they're not playing for the salaries. Uh, they're not fighting over money like everybody in, in the U.S. is. And it, it's just a real shame that Major League Baseball is up in the air right now, uh, whether they'll even have a season. And I, I think it's it's imperative that they figure it out. You know, I urge both sides to come to the table and, and just get this done. I, to me, baseball is an institution and it's not run by the government. But they have an obligation to America to to get back on the field and play. And it's nice to see the KBO really take the lead and show the world that you can play baseball right now in this age. And people are going to watch. They're going to tune in, even if it's at five in the morning or three in the morning or one in the morning, depending on where you live. So, you know, sports fans are going to come out and watch. And so I'm just very appreciative that the KBO um you know, is is going strong through this period, and it's been great entertainment, and uh, and I'm excited here to to do this first KBO podcast with you on DFS Coach Talk because, like you said, we've really been f- following it very closely. Yeah. You know, every single slate um, and providing uh, lineups to our members, and uh, you know, I'm excited to start doing these for real now. It's a blast, and and you know, let me echo your thoughts with MLB. I mean. You know, the only thing I could compare this time frame to at all, and it was, it's, I think, worse, but that flashpoint in time of 9-11 and living through that, um, you know, I was coaching and, and such at the time. So it was it was just such a shock. And, uh, it you know, the country was suffering, but baseball was a huge part of that. I'll never forget that first night back in baseball, Mets and Yankees. You know, uh, Bush comes out there and fires a strike right down the middle. And it was it was a huge healing point. You know, it, it started the ball rolling of getting back to normal. So uh, I sure hope, uh, you know, Major League Baseball comes to their senses. Uh, I know the NBA and Silver have a lot of confidence that in them. You know, I you know, LeBron and, and there's such big voices in the NBA, I think, that are going to be a big part of this healing especially with the civil unrest and everything that's gone on, you know, to see uh, Carl Towns, uh, you know, at a very 
uh, calm rally that he attended after losing his mother to COVID-19 uh, was touching. And I think it just brings it all around. So I'm excited to see sports take that role in healing. And uh, we want to be right alongside that for sure. Um, so great stuff. And KBO, you know, again, it's been a joy to be able to cover it, see another part of the world, see different things. It's just been a blast. And I'll tell you, we don't do anything half-baked here at DFS Coach Talk. I mean, we are providing lineups for FanDuel. We're providing a player pool for DraftKings. And me, Crazy Joe, Crazy Coach, whatever you want to call me since I messed up the, the beginning as it is, uh, I've been getting up, and if it's a 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, or 5.30 start, 30 minutes before lock, I'm in every Discord uh, making sure that all of our lineups are solid, there's no rainouts and all of that. So uh, another big part of being part of what we're doing and joining DFS Coach Talk is we're going to do everything we have to do, every slate, every sport, you know, to make sure that uh, our members are putting out the best DFS lineups and getting the best bang for their buck. So I'm very proud of that. And, uh, you know, I think it says something about what we're about. Uh, and, you know, if we're doing this kind of level and depth now, you know, what is it going to be like uh, when the main sports are happening? So uh, this is the time to jump aboard. Uh, I did mention a few times now, and, you know, I don't mean for this to sound arrogant or boastful, but we are, we do believe we're going to have to do cutoffs of a certain amount of members uh, as we start getting to a point with each sport, because uh, we don't want to have an abundance of people entering contests with the same lineups and that kind of thing. So, you know, uh, not to try to push anybody to to join, but, you know, my strong recommendation, if you want to get involved, you know, the memberships are frozen. So all of the KBO and PGA uh, events that we're giving are free. So if you join, for example, if you got on our website and joined for a one-week membership, which is $25, you can sign up for a week, a month, or a year, um, then you're frozen until sports starts. So the next six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, five weeks, we don't know for sure, uh, then you're getting all this activity, and then the clock starts on your membership when one of the major sports comes back. So again, that's just another thing we're going the extra mile to be uh, – you know, try to be fair and get as many people involved. And now with the partnerships with TVG and BetUS and the fact that you can take advantage of their, uh, you know, wonderful offers as a member, uh, that's just another reason to, to jump aboard for sure. So I think that's it, man. I think we cleared the table. We, we, we did want to say a lot of stuff. So I'm sorry that we took half, uh, half of the show here uh, almost, but uh, you know, it's just a good time to reach out to everybody and uh, give everybody a DFS hug to say, hey, we're going to get through this. We're going to do it. We're here for you. And uh, our members, if you get in there, great bunch of people. I mean, one of our guys, Brenton, had a little fender bender and got dinged up and uh, everybody was checking on them and following up. I mean, we're a family here. So uh, we look forward to uh, getting everybody involved. And we have such an awesome base, man, of people everywhere. Uh, we've had a few more Australian folks join us. Uh, Rouchard's our big Australian leader, who's the big takedown, the big events guy. So we love him. And he's brought some some great guys in. And we have a Canadian presence, JP, up there. 
uh, all we, we call him the moose, uh, and, and he's uh, getting it going. So wherever you are, wherever you can hear a podcast or watch YouTube, uh, we're here. And so come on b- aboard. So, all right, podcast number one of all times with DFS Coach Talk, KBO style. Uh, we're going to follow this format. And so, you know, this coming six weeks, we're going to be doing three of these KBO podcasts a week where, like, for example, uh, this we're doing this uh, Tuesday evening. We'll post it Tuesday evening. The games start Wednesday morning-ish, if you will. So it's always going to be like that with KBO. So it's as close to a live podcast as you can get <clears throat> for KBO. And then, like I say, I'm in, for our members, I'm in Discord 30 minutes before lock. So the other part of the DFS uh, six-week schedule here is we'll be doing, like I say, KBO three days. We're going to do PGA every Wednesday. Uh, we're going to do two baseball podcasts per week, the Evergreen podcasts, like we have the Red Sox and Yankees separate podcast coming up this week. So those that are getting juiced up, because I, I really do think, MLB is about to report to spring training and get it going here. So we're going to keep those going. And then uh, just to appease the old coach here, we're going to have one NBA uh, podcast per week and go back over some of the key teams that uh, we're going to talk about, especially now that we're getting a good idea that they're going to have about 22 teams reporting to Orlando. So uh, if you were expecting tonight to hear that NBA show, we flip-flopped the KBO show on Thursday with this one. And we, uh, Andrew and I will be back on Thursday night uh, because we are pretty sure that the NBA is going to have their vote and uh, commissioner silver will announce this specific plan. Although it looks as though 20 teams in the bubble in Orlando uh, and then full playoffs uh, that'll end sometime like close to November uh, from there. So, that's it, man. Do we have anything else? No. Let's uh, crank up day one of the KBO. KBO. Okay. As the host, I get to do the fun part, and then Andrew has to do the hard, the hard part. Um, I'm going to give you the uh, matchups, lineups, and uh, talk about the pitcher pitching matchups and give you the lines of the game. Uh, you know, we want this to be a, a prep for DFS and also a prep for any, uh, you know, gambling on these games, over-unders, those kind of things uh, make a big difference. Uh, Since this is our very first KBO podcast, I'm going to go over the standings super quick, just in case you're new to it and just diving in. Uh, We have the NC Dinos, 18 and 6, the LG Twins, 16 and 8, Andrew Hansen's favorite team, I think he's part owner of the Doosan Bears, 15 and 9. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, man. It's Bears <laughs> merchandise. Uh, how do, by the way, all of our uh, podcast fans, how do you like the new swag, guys? We've never had the swag. Uh, that's a new thing lately, too. And you can go to the Coach Talk store if you want some. Join in on some of the fun stuff there. All right, Kiwoom, 13 and 12. Kia's 13 and 12. And then you've got five teams uh, that bring it up from behind, below 500. Loti Giants 11 and 13, Samsung 11 and 14, the KT Wiz 10 and 14, SK 8 and 16. Uh, that's the team Andrew likes to pick on the most, and the Hanwha Eagles 7 and 18. 
And tonight's matchups all starts uh, 4.30 a.m. my time here in Dallas, 5.30 on the East Coast. We've got the Low-T Giants at the Kia Tigers. Pitching for the Low-T Giants is Sampson. He's 0-1 with a 5.40. And for the Kia Tigers, it's Yang Hyun Joing. He's 3-2 with a 4.85. For the Doosan Bears, uh, it's Lee Yong Chan. Chan, he's one and two with a big fat 8.72. So I don't know about your Doosan team today, Andrew. We're going to have to talk about that. Yes, sir. Uh, they're, they're, go- they're at the KT Wiz. Su Hyung Jun, three and one with a 7.06 ERA. Uh, the SK Wyverns, that's the, the most interesting nickname. Do you know what a Wyvern is? I think it's some sort of dragon. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I don't have the answer. <laughs> I just was just seeing. Hopefully you did. Um, they it's Lee Jong Wook one and O with a, a crystal 1.04 uh, ERA against sort of my favorite team. I think most people in America they've been playing put them on TV the most. The NC Dinos uh, with Choi Sung Young. He's O and O with a 2.70. The Samsung Lions with Hyo Yoon Dong, 1-0 with no ERA, against a uh, good pitching matchup here against the LG Twins and, and the American uh, pitcher Casey Kelly. He's 2-0 with a 4.05. And then the last game on the slate, again, all of these start at the same time. That's a good thing with, with KBO. It's the Kiwoom Heroes and Joe Young Goon at 0-0, no ERA uh, uh, first start for him against the Hanwan Eagles with uh, Sophold, who's done a, a decent job for sure. Couple hard lock uh, losses. He's two and two with a 2.65. So the last thing we'll do is we will log in here to get you live BetUS uh, as our partner. We're going to utilize them for all of our statistical lines for betting. Because we all, uh, I clicked on MLB, so you see, that's a, that's a thing. So we're KBO tonight, Doosan at KT. Doosan is minus 125. And this is something you got to circle, Andrew, 12 and a half over under. That's the biggest we've seen this year, correct? Uh, it very well may be. I know it's the biggest on the board tonight, and so we'll have a lot of... Uh, I don't think... I will go back and look, but I would put a $5 wager on the fact that that's the biggest of the year. So you owe me 5 bucks. All right. <laughs> the SKY Verns uh, are a $1.60 dog to the NC Dinos. So on BetUS, they're minus 200. Over-unders, 10 uh, we have the LG Twins, uh, the biggest favorite on the board, minus 250. If you're going with them, you may want to go on the, the run line, minus one and a half. They're only minus 120. And that over-under is only eight and a half. So I, I'm seeing possibly a pitcher from that game uh, in our player pool for sure. And then we have maybe the Maybe even two, Coach. Maybe yes. even two. Yeah, <laughs> Stay tuned. Hey, it, it does not hurt to go. And hope for a nice pitching duel. That that always works out fine. Uh, not always, but most of <laughs> uh, the low T Giants at the Kia Tigers. Kia's of minus 145 and only an eight over under. So there's the other low low game 
uh, where we have to talk pitching a little bit too. And then the last game is Kiwoom versus Hanwha. Uh, we have a, a minus 120 for the road Kiwoom team, uh, 10 over under. So thank you to BetUS for those lines. And that's where we're at, man. Now this is where the big bucks guy, Mr. Language Olympic, Andrew Hansen, takes the stage and just crushes some stuff here. So I'm going to take a nap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we're, what we're going to do is what we, what Andrew and I have done in basketball, and it's always worked really well for us. We're going to go game by game, point out who we think are good plays or fades, which pitchers, you know, to, to definitely put in the pool. Um, and just for you guys out there, FanDuel is down right now. First time ever. They're doing some, uh, moderations to their website yeah so they will not be up tonight until later so we're not going to have any uh kbo uh lineups we're putting out there but DraftKings is up and and going and their tournaments are looking great and their cash games so there we go man uh first game let's get all over it low t at kia all right yeah well let's get one of our pitchers here at least one of our uh, pitchers in our pool and uh, as you alluded to what we do with our members is we provide them with a player pool on DraftKings, as we can't give out a specific lineup so we recommend uh, multiple players at each position and so the kia pitcher tonight yang is he is expensive he's 9900 but i think he's a good cash game option uh, he's one of my three favorite pitchers he gets almost two million a year which is big money in korea so he is uh, one of those ace caliber uh, pitchers. Pretty good strikeout guy last year. Um, and he here's, here's a fun one from the game logs. Last September, he pitched a three-hit shutout against Lotte. So uh, he's got a lot of success against this group. Um, so I, I, I want to start with him as one of my, um, one of my lead pitchers. In terms of the Lotte bats, a couple guys did have some success earlier in the year last year against Yang. Asap Sion, uh, he's usually a number two or number three hitter, left-handed outfielder. He's at 3,800 today. He's had success, uh, not as much of a power guy. And then Deho Lee, the big first baseman, uh, veteran slugger, 4,300. He had a couple good games against Yang. Uh, and he's heating up a little bit. So if you were going to get a little bit different in tournaments and you wanted to get a couple Lotte bats, that's where I would start. As far as the Kia bats, this is probably my second favorite team to stack tonight. And you can go anywhere from two through seven in this lineup. And we've seen a lot of the winning lineups on DraftKings have as many as five guys from from one lineup. So, you know, we're, we're not talking about mini stacks here. We're talking about four or five um you know, and, and it's a very unique game here in the KBO um, because there's only five games a night at most. There's only 10 teams in the league. So you really have to keep that in mind. You, you got to do things a little bit differently than in Major League Baseball because of the context. So uh, two through seven, you know, you can find the lineups. But Sunbin Kim, the second baseman, uh, he's more of a, you know, a gamer, get on base, good batting average. He's batting 352. Um, not not a power guy. Preston Tucker, though, he's a power guy. He's hitting third tonight. Uh, one of the best power hitters in the league. Six homers, 25 RBI already. 
And as you mentioned with those uh, team records, we're about 25 games into the season. So, you know, one RBI per game on average. Uh, number four hitter, Hyung Woo Choi, uh, power hitter. He's available at first base or outfield, which is really nice. Uh, first base, you know, if you're new to uh, KBO DFS, is a, is a very important position. There's a lot of sluggers there. A couple of them are available first base and outfield eligible. Uh, and several of them are only available at first base. So it's one of the toughest decisions to make every night. Um, but Cha is a guy that you can play first base or outfield. I usually pl- play him in the outfield so I can uh, pick up one of the other sluggers at first base. G1 Na, probably batting fifth. Uh, he's, a, he's a nice cheaper value at 3,300, but he's got some pop, four homers, 17 RBI. Um, number six hitter, I haven't played much, you, but he's batting 377. And then the number seven hitter is a catcher, S. Han, for 3,800. He's had four homers this year. He's batting 314. And, Coach, we've talked about it a lot off air, but we should mention here on our first KBO DFS podcast that the catchers in the KBO often bat between six and eight in the order. But they are some of the guys who have the most power on the team. And so it's, it's a little bit strange. It can get a little bit uncomfortable playing one of these guys in your DFS lineup if they're batting sixth, seventh, eighth every night. But if you, want, if you want to go for that home run upside, this is a place you often have to go. I agree. Great points, man. A couple comments I'll make on that game. Um, first of all, just, you know, since this is our first show, you know, up until now, basically, Andrew and I have just been on – you know, the iPhone, and we talk this out for like an hour and a half at least every night, go through basically what we're doing on this show. Uh, you know, we're preparing and then talking about it on here, whereas we sort of did it all together before more so. Uh, that's why we spent hour and a half, two hours, which we should be able to bring this all to you uh, when we just do the KBO stuff in a, you know, 40, 45-minute time frame. So anyway, the points that, that – uh, Andrew made there very good. Yang is one of my favorite pitchers. He hasn't been stellar so far, but he is a handful of Korean-born players that are expected to make it to the major leagues uh, that are really looked at uh, as potential MLB players. Uh, we, you know, Jung Ho Lee at Kiwoom is happens to be my favorite young guy, uh, and there's some other guys sprinkled throughout the league uh, that have Scott Boros is there. Uh, their man, you know, he's he's doing their negotiating. And so I think some of these guys, including Yang, will eventually be in the major. So I like him. I like that he's a lefty against Loti. Uh, I know we've used Ossiop San a lot, the number three hitter for Loti, but he's a lefty going against Yang. So I think uh, Yang has the heads up there. Uh, you'll see a lot of things as we're doing these KBO lineups that I might as well tell you now because it's stuff that Andrew and I favor both ways. And we're always uh, fisticuffs about certain stuff. But for me, it's like I have a golden rule. If I go with a pitcher, I refuse to take a hitter from the other team. And and you can call me stubborn or whatever, but it is what it is. I'm a mojo. You know, I like the, the feel of the thing. I don't want to root for one guy against the other. So Yang is definitely one of my pitchers, favorite pitchers tonight. So I'm not playing any low T Giants uh, or plan to. Um, and you know, just one thing I want to mention, I know Andrew tries to do the same thing as well, but 
will occasionally, you know, grab a one-off from the other squad. I just think it's bad juju, so I won't do it. Um, the other thing is, from the hitting side, yeah, I think that uh, I think Sampson is, is hittable. Uh, we didn't know a whole lot about him uh, initially, but he hasn't uh, shown to be, uh, you know, too strong right out of the gates here. And uh, he's a righty, and some of these lefties can really punish you. I love Tucker and Choi, the three, four hitters. Tucker's been, what, the MVP so far of the league? He or Fernandez have been the two best players. Yeah, Probably and Ramos. Been the best. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I love him. You know, I think you can look, as Andrew said, another thing that we always fight about, I, I don't like to play anybody that bats below fifth. Just one of my weird entities. I know a lot of people out there are saying, you're an idiot because, you know, you can get steals at six and seven low owned and they're they could hit a homer. And I get that, but I'll do it when Andrew talks me into it. Like this catcher S Han that's batting seventh. I could, I could live with that. I think he's decent enough to do that. But for the most part, you'll still see me touting uh, somebody in those top five. Cause there's enough value. Uh, you know, generally I can put a lineup together with everybody in the top five and get a stud pitcher and a secondary pitcher that's middle of the pack or even cheaper and, and get away with it. So that's generally the, the, you know, just the mindset that I'll take. So you'll, the good thing about it is Andrew and I look at that a little bit differently. So uh, I'm with you there, man. I think Kia it, to me may be the best stack, if not the second best stack. Uh, and, you know, with only five games and the way DraftKings lets you build a good solid player, uh, group that you start, you know, you can easily go four or five deep uh, in the Kia stack tonight and then uh, back it up with uh, Yang as the pitcher, in my opinion. Right on. Should we hit game two? Doosan, the Doosan Andrew Hansen Bears against the KT. I got to take a whiz. <laughs> yeah, well, this is going to be a fun one. You mentioned the high total of, of 12 and a half. And Doosan, certainly my favorite team to stack here. They have been all year. Uh, that's why we joke about me being a part owner. And uh, I'd, happy, I'd be happy to get a Christmas present with uh, some Doosan Bears uh, we'll connection there. Um, yeah. You know, it, it doesn't hurt that they're the, the core of their lineup. They're all lefties. I, I, you know, I was a left-handed hitter, so uh, I've connected with these guys early. And so, Did you have any pop, Andrew? Tell the truth. In college, I had a lot of pop. In pro uh-huh. ball, I was sort of a tweener, and I – I didn't hit many home runs after college, so it's I a tough see. transition to the wooden bat. It really is. Oh, it's a horribly big, yeah. tough thing. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't like juice up or anything, did I you? I didn't. That was probably oh. one of the was one of the, the problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I tried to go. Give me a hard time. But yeah, you're no. right. I, I think it's amazing that they have five lefties that are good at the top of their order. That says a lot, man. Yeah, it does. And so. Again, the Doosan is my favorite team to stack tonight. They they usually oh, wow. wait. Hold on, let's let's call breaking news. Yeah. Andrew Hansen to stack Doosan. <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, and last night it was the way to go. It was a surprise because uh, they rocked Despagna, uh, one of the wow. better pitchers in the league. They hit they had 15 hits against him in five innings. Well, so, I think he was the highest owned pitcher on the slate. Yeah, I mean he had what negative 20 fantasy points. It was really <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Yeah. For we faded an, an him, by ace. the way. We yeah. faded him. <laughs> yeah. 
So got to go back to the well with these guys that are feeling good. They've been feeling good all season. Just a dominant offense. Uh, you mentioned one through five are the lefties uh, to start, and two through five are certainly my favorite. Fernandez, as you mentioned, you know, leader for the MVP, uh, batting 465. Okay, and That's we're 99. It. He's had 99 at bats, so this is to Dang. be a, this is a pretty significant sample size. And softball don't be f- numbers. yeah, softball numbers, and don't be fooled by the fact that he's batting second. I mean, he gets it done with power, five homers and 27 RBI. So. He's obviously expensive. He's 6,200, but he's eligible at first base and second base. So here's the thing with Dusan is you're trying to stack these guys two through five. You can't do it because Fernandez is available at first and second base. But then you've got Jai Il-O. He's only available at first base. He's a stud. Yep. And then the cleanup hitter, Jay Juan Kim, he's available at first base and outfield. And then the five hitter, one of my absolute favorites in the league, Jay Chua, He's uh, only 2,300, okay? He's available at first base and second base, and he has five homer, five homers and 15 RBI, which if that doesn't if that doesn't sound like a lot or if it sounds common because we just – we're talking about these guys with five homers, it's not yeah. common. It's rare. No. And no. to have the guy batting fifth and only be 2,300, I mean, he's mispriced. You know, he has been for a while. We've been yeah, playing they, him a they lot. they refuse to adjust him. I, you know, I was looking back prior to the show, you know, to the lineups we provided because I wanted to see a pattern of, of who we've played the most. And, you know, it looks like Jung Ho Lee from Kiwoom, who happens to be my favorite. I guess I've affected that. So he's been in there the most. And Joe, uh, Joe Juan Choi, the number five hitter for Doosan, because he's been underpriced, has probably been second. Uh, those are the two guys we played the most, but it goes to show you, you know, there are guys like this that are hitting for pop and trust me, you know, if you have more than three homers right now, uh, you, you're smacking the ball because there's not a ton of homers, uh, in this league. They dejuiced the ball last year after they were hitting home runs like crazy. And so, you know, you're, it's, it's pretty good baseball and, uh, Choi's done a fantastic job. So I, I wanted to mention that because I know he's been on a lot of our teams. But some of these guys we've said forever, you know, another guy, you know, we, we talked about that is Aaron Altier. He was nine bucks forever on fantasy draft. They just never changed him. And I can't say this guy's going to or FanDuel. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's going to blow up. He's going to blow up. And he did. He had like nine hits in three days and he was still nine bucks. But right. yesterday I did see they moved him to 10. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> I bring all of that up to say you will see some repetitive players that we choose almost every slate because until they adjust the pricing on DraftKings or FanDuel for some of these guys. And it's bizarre because when Altier was, Nine bucks all that time on FanDuel, he was one of the more expensive players on DraftKings. So go figure, man. So we're going to take what they give us. You got to take those values where you can get them. And that's why Choi is certainly on on my list again today. Absolutely. And again, if you look at last night, uh, they had seven of their starters get at least two hits. And that's why when we say you can easily stack them from two through five, you can even go down seven and eight. I mean, they've got, you know, their seven hitter tonight is a catcher. He hits 306, doesn't have any pop, um, but he'll get on base. He's cheap. Uh, eight hitter, the third baseman, Kei Hio. Uh, he's batting over 300 with two homers. 
you know, for so again for 2600, it's a really nice value. So here's the the general lesson with Dusan is when they're going against a righty who's not very good like this one. So is he has his ERA over seven. So anytime you have this situation, you got to stack Dusan multiple ways. You got to get you know a couple of these bats in your cash lineups if you're going to make multiple tournament lineups. Play around with it, you know. Um, get them both in at first and second base. Get Fernandez and Chu in there at first and second. Mix in Jay Juan Kim in the outfield. Um, you know, put at least one lineup in with Jay Il O as your first baseman. He's been out a little bit, but he's back now. Uh, had a big night last night. So all those guys are, are core players for us, and they'll be in our player pool. Exactly. What well, about the the, K, the KTW side? KTW. Yeah, so I like these guys as well. Uh, they're not my favorite team overall. I definitely don't like them as much as Dusan. But right in the middle is Mel Rojas Jr., who is an absolute stud. He's, he's also tough. batting over 400, seven homers, 23 RBI. You know, he's really priced up at 6,100, but he's really reliable. you got to love the fact that he's a switch hitter. And, you know, this is the game we're, we're expecting to be the big shootout on the slate. So we're going to get pieces from both, side of it, both sides of it. Now, around him, uh, not quite as exciting on, as, as with Dusan. These guys have dealt with some injury. But the number two hitter, Jay Bay, he's a value. He's in the outfield. He's only 2,400. He's, he's batting up at uh, 379 now, uh, playing with a lot of confidence, playing every day. So he's a guy to consider. Number three hitter, similar in that he's the outfield. He's 2,600. Young Ho Joe, he's batting 429 for the season. He's a little lefty, kind of crouches down. Uh, he's more of a single Ichiro. Hitter. Yeah. Um, kind of a thicker version of, of Ichiro. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not going to. Line drives, though, what I noticed. Yeah, line drives, shoot, try to shoot the gap. He's not going to hit it over the wall. Um, but if you're going to build a stack and do a game stack, then you could go. Uh, three, four here, you know, get Joe in as your three hitter, Rojas as your cleanup. Uh, and there's two of your outfield spots. And then five and six are guys you could fit. You could fill in the lineup with Jay Huang, uh, coach. We've talked about him, the third baseman, who's a little bit overpriced at 5,100, uh, based on his pedigree. He is heating up a little bit. Uh, and then I, I do like the guy batting sixth K park, second baseman, a little more pop so far than Huang. Uh, and he's only 3,600 at second base. So if you want to, um, you know, get off of Cha in one of your lineups from Doosan, you could go with Park at 3,600. And um, I, I want to mention one more thing about stacking because, you know, for the for the other three games on this slate, we're not going to talk about as many hitters as we are in this game uh, because we love these the lineups tonight against these pitchers. But the other thing that's interesting in, in the KBO is a lot of times when you get a blowout, it's like, you know, 10 or 11 to two after six innings, they will pull some of their main guys and you don't get the full nine innings. So it is even more important to keep a closer game in, in a, in a shootout uh, high scoring affair to try and get as many at bats out of these guys as you can. I agree, man. That's a great point. Uh, they don't run up the score here. Uh, you know, the one thing I've noticed about this league and it's really refreshing is the sportsmanship. It's, it's amazing. You know, if they think they're, you know, they won't steal a base when they're ahead. They, they don't, you know, they'll pull guys when they're, you know, 10 runs ahead or something. Uh, and if they, a guy hits you, he acknowledges, you know, 
he basically apologized, tips his hat. And I mean, it's just a lot of really good sportsmanship. It's, it's, it's very fun to watch, but yet they're extremely competitive. So, I mean, it's, it's very nice, but that is a good point. You know, when you have a game like this and the reason why we're spending so much time on it is because I, I believe it'll probably fill half of our, our DraftKings roster tonight, uh, at least, because not only is it 12 and a half over under, you got two pitchers that we think are not good. You have two strong hitting teams, especially Doosan. So, you know, I can easily come out of this with four Doosan, two or three Kiwoom. I'm a little higher on Jay Bay, the center fielder from KTW. I, he's come through for us a couple of times, and his price is just too darn good to pass up. You know, one thing I did forget as the host to mention at the front, because I love that part, is the weather. And not that it's an issue, but I will start to do that. And you'll see that in our Discord. Uh, I follow uh, South Korea on, with the Weather Channel. I'll put the radar up. And, we, you know, we want to take advantage. One thing we found, Andrew, and you can, uh, you know, attest to this, we have a big advantage. And I'll tell you why. Because most people either can't stay up or don't wake up or sleep through it and aren't getting up for lock time. You know, a lot of a time, like here in Dallas, my alarm right now is set for 3.50 a.m. And at 4 o'clock, I'll go in Discord. I'll be in there till 4.30 Dallas time. And not only will we see all the weather, I'll post the radar. We'll confirm all the lineups. One thing I've noticed, 30 minutes before lock, every single team always has their lineups in. They're not like NBA where we're pulling our hair out. And I don't right. have any hair to pull out. So, okay. um, so. You know, that we're being able to do. So there's an advantage because, you know, if if somebody takes a zero, that's massive. So, you know, big advantage. Big shout out to DFS Coach Talk because I think we that's a big advantage we have that you're not going to get. I, I don't think anywhere else in the industry. Have you seen any other providers or anybody else that's, that's doing these uh, live until lock kind of things that we're doing? I don't think there's one. I don't know. It's possible. I mean, I do focus more on DFS Coach Talk. I look inward more than I look outward. <laughs> but um, I know that we're I know that we're doing it. It's awesome, man. So anyway, uh, the weather's great everywhere. There's no huge winds uh, to say that are going to be blowing in or blowing out. You know, the biggest wind of the day is in this game. It's nine miles an hour left to right. So there's nothing weather-wise that'll affect anything. But this is. Uh, the key game, this is the stackable game. Uh, and as Andrew astutely put, you've got two pitchers that aren't that good. So both teams should score multiple runs, which will keep it close enough to keep all the key players in the game. All right, dude, let's go. SK Wyverns, my favorite nickname of all sports, the Wyverns versus my NC Dinos. And I know Andrew knows the answer to this. So I'm not even going to ask him our third most stacked guy that we've used all year long. Cause I can't get away from is UEG Yang, the catcher from the dinos. He is possibly the best player, if not the second best player on the dinos. He bats cleanup every night. And as Andrew said, I'm looking across the, the presumptive lineups here and you've got eight, seventh, eighth, eighth, seventh, eighth eighth fifth and eighth so you're talking you know we generally will go to ueg yang as a four hitter or d park from kiwoom who's batting fifth and he has a bunch of pop because really those are the only two catchers that 
are going to get that extra at bat and are batting high enough in the order. Now, again, that's my thinking. Andrew sometimes will steer clear of that, and I get it with the S. Hans batting seventh that do have some pop. But I just wanted to, you know, before I turned it over, I wanted to give a shout out to probably, would you say our one, two best punch has been Sung Bum Na and UEG Yang, the two, three, the three, four hitters for NZ Dinos? Yeah, right up there for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, he's, Yang's been your favorite right from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, I saw an interview with him and it just stuck in my mind. He just seemed like a leader and just a bulldog, the kind of catcher that ends up becoming a manager kind of guy and just knows how to take advantage of every situation. So, all right, what do we got this game, brother? So we, we love the Dinos lineup uh, in general. Excellent, you know, one through eight, even one through nine. Um, guys littered up and down the lineup that are hitting over 300. That's why they're 18 and six. A uh, little bit tougher to stack tonight. Um, the, the pitcher they're, they're facing, uh, an ERA just over one, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, he had two relief appearances and then he, his first start was against Doosan and he held them to one run in five and a third. So not a huge sample size, but you know, the pitching matchup is just so much better in that game before with Doosan and KT Wiz. I'm going to stack that one more. This one would be a secondary option to get a bunch of guys from the dinos, uh, if you're playing multiple tournament lineups, I would advise stacking them at least once. And uh, you mentioned Sung Bum Na, the, the number three hitter. I would start with him. Uh, he's been a little bit cold lately, but seven homers, 18 RBI. He's been on a mission. Uh, you mentioned oh. Scott Scott Boris as his agent. That's his uh, so agent. he's yeah, he's been terrific this year. Yang right behind him. He is in my player pool for catchers. Uh, he's starting to heat up a little bit. Um, you know, and we could talk about all these guys because we like them. We've played them. Uh, I just want to mention Jay Kang uh, in the six hole. You know, he has been listed as a catcher on DraftKings all season. Coach and I uh, realized yesterday that they just switched it. They right. made him first base and outfield eligible. So it's very important because this is a guy who, you know, it's hard to decide between Kang, Yang, and then Kiwum's catcher, Dong, Dong Wong Park that you mentioned. Uh, because this is this is a real slugger. This guy's batting 450 with five homers, 19 RBI, and he's only 3,800. So he's a terrific value. Um, he's not, you know, he's not a must play for me tonight because it's a potentially tougher matchup. But I just wanted to give everybody a heads up on that. Uh, you know, make a note that he has switched now in terms of position eligibility to first base and outfield. So. Um, you know, I won't belabor it anymore, but, um, you know, Minwoo Park at the top is always a good option. We like, we like Jin Hyuk No. He's batting seventh. He's a middle infielder who's only 3,400 who actually has some pop. He's got three homers. So he's a guy that's usually in our player pool. Over on the SK side tonight, um, I, I rarely play SK batters. Uh, it's just a, a weak lineup, you know, 8 and 16 overall. Tonight, uh, their three-hitter, Jung Choi, is uh, is somebody I will consider. He's third-base shortstop eligible, so he's the kind of guy, if he if he fills out your lineup, then I'll stick him in there. Um, Sounds like your daughter's a big Choi fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's excited for day one of the KBO here. Yeah, That's Choi. Right. <laughs> uh, so Choi, so the funny thing with Choi is, 
He's one of those guys who's high priced because of his historical performance. He's been a little bit slow this year, but now he's every day though. Yeah. Expensive, but over 200 now he's heating up. He has 18 walks. So his on base percentage is almost uh, 400. So he's a one-off that I would consider. I don't think I'll go with Romack. They're a cleanup guy at 5,400. I like he's been a mess. Yeah. I like the other uh, high priced bats here more than him tonight. And then I just want to mention the dinos pitcher. Um, you know, he uh, he only had 60 pitches in his first outing. Um, so you can't really trust him to go deep. And so I, I'm not going to use him and, uh, you know, going to steer away from this game probably more than I normally would if, with the Dinos going against a bad team, uh, SK. But, again, their pitcher is, is solid so far. So I'll be uh, – won't be playing this one as much. Yeah, and I'll just – add a couple pieces to basically exactly what you said i mean generally the the pitcher that's going against sk has a darn good chance to make our player pull just because in my opinion anyway sk has the worst lineup in the league they just don't hit uh they're not good up and down that lineup you know the only guy worth anything is jiang Choi, and he's always overpriced so we've you know again they, they become a target but uh, you know, we talked about it before. We don't want to, to take a risk of playing a pitcher that, that may pitch 55, 60 pitches, four innings, whatever, uh, is not going to get it done. Uh, so, you know, they're always pretty close to a fade. We very seldom really roster anybody from them so far. But, you know, they may be a, a one-off kind of team. I do want to give another shot to the Dinos up and down their lineup, though, man. I'm, they are consistently tough. Like their shortstop, uh, Jin Hyuk No, that's batting seventh, he'd bat three or four for SK. And Aaron Altier, the ex Philly center fielder, he's batting eighth and he's been hot lately. So, you know, up and down, you don't get any free outs. There's no free squares with this team. So, you know, it makes it a very playable team, especially when they're going against a, a lousy team like SK. But, the best pitcher on SK is definitely Gian Woke Lee. You know, 2-0 with a 1.10, and that's enough to scare me away, at least for right now. But, you know, don't be afraid ever, really, unless it's a really bad pitching matchup to uh, mini stack or even go a 2-3 and then a 4-5-6 or a 1-2 and a 4-5, whatever the case may be. Uh, we've had some good success doing that with the Dinos. So, all right, game four on the board, Samsung Lions against the LG Twins. And here's an interesting guy that I'm, I, I can't wait to hear Andrew's uh, take on because we've talked a lot about Casey Kelly. He, you know, he went over, he had to be quarantined, there was a delay, and he wasn't in his pitching routine. We, we, did, we faded him initially. Then he looked like he was putting it together. He's somehow find a, found a way to be 4-0, but his ERA is still over 4, and I'm not 100% sold, but I know that Andrew is a Casey Kelly guy. So I'm interested to see uh, your take on this game. And is Yoon Dong Hyo at 2-0 with no ERA uh, a lock and load for you? Well, I wouldn't call him a lock and load, but he is in my player pool. He's one of my top three pitchers. But Casey Kelly, the guy you mentioned first for the LG Twins, he is my favorite pitcher tonight. I knew eight, it. Yep, yep, 8,800. 
And I, you know, I was watching that first game against the Dinos, and he got hit around, but it was, you know, bloop single here, yeah, yeah. through the hole over there, and it was, you know, good pitches right, on the black of the plate, and guys were just fighting it off. And you know, you mentioned that with the quarantine, his pitch count was down, so it was it was a bad start, but he came back with two good starts out of the last three, and he was terrific against Hanwha last time out with 10 Ks. So um, all of a sudden now, you add up his numbers, he's got 20 Ks in 20 innings, hasn't allowed a homer yet. Going against Samsung, not a strong hitting team. Their best hitters, most of their quality hitters are righties. And so, you know, you got to like that with Casey Kelly being a righty. So, you know, put that all together. Um, You know, he's my favorite player favorite favorite pitcher on the board uh the line backs it up that you mentioned with the over under at eight and a half and because of that uh and and for a few other reasons uh Heo, the, the pitcher on the other side he is in in the player pool and i i will build some lineups with both pitchers from this game and hope for that pitcher's duel we saw it last night in this matchup samsung won two nothing and so hopefully with those lineups, we can get those guys and those teams thinking, well, my guy did it yesterday. I'm going to go out and do it again today. Uh, you know, offenses are a little bit cold. Um, so hoping for another low scoring game here uh, in terms of the bats. You know, if you if you were going to play uh, somebody from Samsung, it would for me, it would probably have to be Saladino. Uh, he's now moved back up in the order. He's batting third. At least that's the projected lineup right now. Uh, you know, high-priced guy who was really s- slow at the beginning of the season, but he's he's coming on. He's had four straight games with at least two hits, so I, I do feel confident playing him these days. Uh, I'll mention the six-hitter D Kim. He's got some pop. Really big, broad, strong guy. Only 2,900 for a guy that hits has had f- uh, five homers. Just a guy to keep in mind. Again, I won't play him tonight against Kelly, but those are my favorite two guys over there. Over on the LG side, we've played uh, these guys at the top, really the, the number two hitter and the four hitter a lot. Hyunsoo Kim, um, left-handed hitting outfielder, expensive. And Ramos, the cleanup hitter. This guy mashes. He's a monster. Young guy. He's going to be in the big leagues eventually. He's already got 10 homers. Um, just a massive, strong guy. A great hitter. So they're facing the lefty from from Samsung. So because it's lefty-lefty, uh, I'm going to shy away from these guys. I mean, Ramos has hit homers off lefties here. He's that good. Um, you know, he's not one of these guys who's going to be scared of facing a lefty. But, you know, for the reasons we already talked about with Dusan and KT being in those great spots, I'm going to shy away from these LG bats that we that we do like and focus on the pitchers in this game. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm with you. Uh, I think these two pitchers have to be in your top three. I really do. I think they're two of the best three pitchers on the slate. Uh, I have Heo over Kelly, but uh, I still like Kelly. Um, you want to save I, some money, huh? Yeah, I just, you know, I like the lefty. I, I like the fact that, uh, you know, some of the key hitters for LG are lefty. Now, I will say one of the TV games about two weeks ago that we were talking, Ramos hit a tape measure shot off a lefty. I mean, you couldn't even see where the dang thing landed. Right. You know, it's a, he's an amazing story, man. He's he's from Mexico. He's only 25 years old. He was in the Rocky system. He played all the way up to AAA last year. And then guess what? They cut him. Gone. So no idea why, but this guy has true pop. And uh, 
a decent eye at the plate. He's not like a, a Joey Gallo free swinger home run every out. I mean, he he stings the ball. So I have a lot of respect for him, but I'm going to shy from him tonight. He's, you know, he's always fairly highly owned and he's expensive. Uh, but I agree with you. I think, you know, my theory is if you're on the pitcher, you're not on the hitter. And I do like both of these pitchers. And, you know, I have no problem. I know a lot of people think that's a huge mistake. But with the way the scoring system is, I don't think it's that bad of an idea. If you see a pitcher's duel and you like both guys, you know, how many games do you see with two good pitchers where it's one nothing after eight? I mean, I'll take that all day long with, you know, half a dozen strikeouts each. Uh, that'll that'll get you home a lot of times. So, uh, you know, I won't belabor the point. There's nobody that I think is too good not to pass on. I will say I've been in Saladino's corner since game one. I saw him get robbed of some hits. He got dinged up a little bit. He was hurt a little bit. And I, I kept playing him, but they dropped him to fifth, then sixth, then eighth. And I think once he got to eighth, he said, all right, I'm ready. And he, like you said, he's had, I believe, 14 hits over the last four, five games, something ridiculous. And he's back up into the three hole. But again, he's a righty against Casey Kelly, a righty, uh, you know, uh, Kelly, was he a Diamondbacks? Is that right? Or Reds? Diamondbacks and Reds, maybe? I believe Diamondbacks. he was Diamondbacks. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, uh, you know, I would assume maybe Kelly and Saladino know a little bit about each other. So that's mm-hmm. another, usually I give that edge to the pitcher, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to try to stay away from, uh, you know, what the hitter uh, likes, you know, with, I think that gives an advantage to the pitching side. So, uh, I think two of these, both of these pitchers need to be uh, highly considered. If you only go with one of them and you're going to play a one-off or two, two-man stack or something on LG, you know, I would go ahead and spend the money for Ramos um, and the two-hitter Kim, Hyunsu Kim. I, I think those are their two best consistent hitters. Uh, and then on the Samsung side, uh, again, Saladino's been super hot. Uh, he'd probably be the spot that I went. And Song Soo Kim's not a bad leadoff guy. Uh, in the, it's just isn't a good matchup for him, but somebody to look to maybe in another game. All right, game five, dude. Kiwoom Heroes, Hanwha Eagles. What do we say, man? Well, we we have got Warwick Sopold here, who has been very so consistent, cool. like you, yeah, like you mentioned. Um, and he started out the season with. Uh, a gem, a shutout, two hit shutout. We had so we, him. Yeah, that we did. My number one pitcher that night. Yeah. I'm a big fan ever since, although he hasn't been as sharp, but he's still good. Yeah, that that was a fun night. Um, he doesn't, he hasn't struck out guys a lot. Only 17 and in 34 innings. He's only given up one homer though, and he's he's had all quality starts, so he's a real battler. But he's going up against Kiwum, and that's an offense that we really like. And, uh, you know, they've got some just terrific bats, one through five. So uh, I'm going to shy away from Sopold and go with the pitchers we've already talked about and hope that he doesn't have a terrific outing. I don't think he'll shut Kiwum down. Um, but he did, when they faced er, faced off earlier, he did hold them to two earned runs over six innings. And he was decent against them last year. The the guy that's had the most success for Kiwum against Sopold is your boy, Young Hu Lee. In the three-hole, just a terrific left-handed hitter. So he's in my player pool. He's my favorite player in this game. 
uh, at 5,000. He went two for three against him last year and one for three this year. Um, you know, terrific numbers across the board. Uh, in terms of the other guys there at the top, um, you know, nobody has had success against Sopold. Uh, I don't think Park has faced him out of the five hole. So he would also be in my player pool for the, for the catchers. Uh, bet, you know, 342 with six homers, 22 RBI, only 4,200. Uh, terrific value for for a catcher. We've been playing him for the last couple weeks. He's got some pop. And then I got to mention these six and seven hole hitters because they're cheap and they've had a lot of recent recent success. Uh, w. Kim is in the six hole, uh, five for 15 on the year, but uh, he just had a huge game. And he's only 2,000. And then High Sung Kim in the seven hole. Um, he's been bouncing up between seven and one. Because CO's been hurt, uh, and now he's batting over 300. See, these are the has, kind of guys when we're talking every night. This is usually when I take a drink of my soda and run to the restroom and let you just talk through these six, seven, eight bums. That yeah, I right. Play. Right. <laughs> so, but listen to this. He's had 10 hits in his last three games, which yeah. is pretty good for a guy that only costs 2,000 bucks. That so is wonderful. Just keep an eye on him on where he is in the order. You know, and so if you want to make a stack to be different with Kiwoom, throw him in there because he'll allow you to get another big bat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's one more reason to, you know, stick with us, uh, you know, make sure that you're checking right before lineup block where he is in the order, um, because that's a real value if, if he's at the top of the order. Now, on the flip side here, the pitcher for uh, the pitcher for Kiwoom surprisingly, doesn't have much experience. Only one inning this year. It was scoreless. Uh, and last year, he only had one appearance. Okay, listen to what happened in his appearance last year. He was facing the Dinos. Okay, first inning, it goes single, 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 walk, walk, strikeout, walk, and they yanked him. So very little experience here. Wow. Uh, you might think, well, let's get some of these Hanwha bats against this guy with no experience who's terrible. But the problem is the Hanwha bats are terrible. And I want to mention the, the core of this lineup here because, Coach, you mentioned it earlier, this is the other team that we really like to use pitchers against because right. they just don't have any pop along with SK. But let's compare these uh, two through five hitters with Doosan. So Doosan's two through five hitters, in terms of home runs, have five, three, five, and five. Hanwha's two through five hitters in terms of home runs have one, zero, two, and two. And, you know, that only one of them's hitting 300. It's just a very weak lineup, you know, another lineup, you know, dealing with injuries. Uh, I'm just trying to take one more glance here. I I don't think I was planning to keep anybody in the player pool. I mean, you could go with your boy Hoying, (laughs) Uh, you know, the cleanup hitter. No, he's not my boy. I played him a few times and he's not good. I yeah. mean, you know, SK and Hanwha have the two worst records in the league. It's not by accident. It's because yeah. neither one of these teams can hit. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. So I don't think I'll have any of these guys in my player pool. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if somebody has a, a decent game against a, a poor pitcher and then they get into the bullpen. But uh, I think we have plenty of bats from the other uh, the other teams that'll uh, fill out our lineup. You know, what's pretty funny, though. Their first six guys against Kiwoom this tonight are lefties right against this poor young Jun Joe dude. So, you know, it could be a smart stack. It could be a sneaky smart stack because 
if Joe, you know, doesn't get it done, although he's got the last name Joe, I mean, that's a cool name. I don't know. What, you know. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't trust him. Uh, I think uh, Sophold will be fairly well owned. Uh, I just don't think the spot is all that that great for him. Um, yeah, I'm going to steer clear more so. I do want to mention, you know, Jiang Ho Lee. You know, he's my favorite player in the league. I guarantee you, and I want to replay this, it's June 2nd, 2020. I think this is the kind of guy that's going to make it to the majors and make an all-star game. Ooh. So he's 21 years old. His dad was a former MVP of the Korean baseball organization. And he his swing is similar to Ken Griffey Jr., in my opinion. One of the sweetest left-handed swings I've ever seen. So mm. I wanted to just put that out there, and it'll be fun, you know, three, four years down the line of being able to pull this out here and see if he's if that comes true. But the kid's got a ton of talent. I think he's going to be an all-star in the Korean League this year, maybe play one more year there, at most, and then I think he's going right straight to the majors. And I, again, I think he's got a bright future. He's just a pure hitter. He can, you know, if you pitch him away, he'll take it away. If you bring it inside on him, he'll yank it out of the park. Uh, you know, I we talked about him the first three or four games. He hit a lot of line drives, and I, I remember a comment you made is, I don't know if he's quite got enough pop yet. He's just not thick enough because he is still very skinny. He's only 21. He's a kid. And uh, that next game, he had a tape measure. He hit one in in right center field that's still going. So uh, this guy's going to be a player. So anyway, I want to give that shout out and get that on record so we can look that back at, back at that sometime. Uh, Byung-ho Park's a big power hitter, too. You know, we've done a lot of Lee Park 3-4 uh, stacks as well. Uh, definitely one of the higher owned. And you can never go wrong there. I mean, you're going to pay the price for them. And Sophold's pretty solid, so not really the, you know, maybe the best investment. Certainly a good one-off with either guy. Uh, and on Hanawa's side, I'll tell you, Hoying just, man, I watched him. He just looks like he's missing the ball by two feet. I mean, it's it's just, uh, I don't know why he's still batting cleanup. Uh, I think it's going to be a long year for them. Uh, and I think SK and them will be neck and neck for last in the league. So. You know, it, it's a pretty easy slate, really. You know, load up on the pitchers in Samsung LG, load up on the hitters in Doosan KT, and then just fill a couple of one-offs in. All right, we could have probably done the show like that in 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, it was our first one. We wanted people to get a sense of, you know, how we put a lineup together in baseball. And, uh, again, in terms of um, taking the next step, building a lineup, if you become a member, what we do is we provide a player pool each night well ahead of lock uh, for DraftKings that you can pull from to build your lineup. We give out specific full lineups on FanDuel. There is no FanDuel tonight, but if you want to jump in, you can come in tonight, uh, pick up a membership, get in our Discord, and we will share this player pool with you tonight, and we'll be back at it again. We do it every night that there's KBO. Every night. Uh, a couple things I want to mention again. Thank you for, you know, I know it's a longer show tonight. We spent 20, 25 minutes just wanted to sort of clear the air and then make some big announcements. And so we had a, a lot of stuff. We will definitely make this a lot more concise going forward. But uh, a couple things that have slipped 
by that, you know, now that I'm back doing a lot of the podcasts again, uh, we still support the charity MambaOn3.org. That's really our charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk. That's uh, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Uh, wonderful foundation set up uh, by Vanessa Bryant. So support them in this time of all this craziness going on. And uh, we're extra- ecstatic that we have uh, these new partners and sponsors. So we want to thank TVG and we want to thank Bet uh, US for, for jumping aboard with us. And uh, we're just excited. We're excited about the future. We're excited about KBO and PGA and then getting into the real stuff, man. But it's a pleasure working with you, Andrew. I mean, it's I couldn't ask for a better uh, partner in crime here. I mean, we spend a lot of time and we take every lineup and every player that we put out there seriously. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate you for doing that. Um, and really, that's that's really th- the main thing. Just remember, we're the only guys out there 30 minutes before lock getting it done. So DFSCoachTalk.com, jump aboard, take advantage of some of these wonderful offers from TVG and Bet uh, US, and jump aboard with us and and let's build a big stack. We we've talked about it before. Our goal with uh, KBO and PGA is to build a nice little bankroll. So that when all the big sports come in, we can load up and go after it. So that's what we're trying to do each day. You know, bankroll management's important. Don't overplay. You know, stay with your within your rules and guidelines. You know, we do have some podcasts. If you want to look at some of the evergreen podcasts on bankroll management that are very, very strong, that will give you a good idea, you know, if you want to win long term in DFS. So I think that's about it, man. You got anything else you want to throw in there? No, just echo what you said. It was a pleasure to be on with you. I love breaking it down. We've had a lot of fun with the KBO offline, and it's it's really exciting to be here providing these uh, these actual podcasts uh, day of. And so uh, we hope that you all can benefit from this insight and build some winning lineups tonight. No doubt. Uh, look at us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. He's at Language Olympic. I'm at Joe Sarvati. That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And that is it, man. I think we're going to get out of here. So I'll try to not screw it up this time. Uh, For myself, Joe Sarvati, affectionately (laughs) known as Coach, and my man Andrew Hansen, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. And we will be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.